This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, October 13th, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. According to some recent complaints, the Brits' popular HP sauce doesn't taste as good as it used to. That change can be traced to a government effort to crack down on salt in food. And it may be on its way to the United States. The FDA is now looking at regulating the amount of salt in food. Walter Olson, senior fellow at the Cato Institute, comments. The government on both sides of the Atlantic has been getting interested in um, making decisions for us that we used to make ourselves about our diet. We see this with fatty food. We see it with uh, salt. And uh, the Food and Drug Administration recently opened a comment period. It runs through nearly the end of November uh, to gather material and suggestions for what it should do about the tendency of Americans to eat too much salt in their diet. And uh, It wants science as ammunition, and it wants suggestions on how it can cut our salt intake uh, without necessarily asking us whether we want to cut our salt intake. The regulation is not yet proposed. They are, again, building the docket, as they call it, uh, to both support scientifically what they want to do and to find out from people in the food industry and elsewhere what they can get away with doing as far as what kinds of uh, mandatory salt reductions uh, are feasible in the view of the people who make and sell the food. Okay, so the regulation has not been created. This is a notice of proposed regulation then. Kind of, and it's an important comment period because to the extent that people have uh, libertarian scruples or practical scruples, wait a minute, you know, how did the government exactly begin controlling recipes? Because that's what's really going on here. Uh, Now is the time to speak up. Uh, Once the policy is set, uh, it will be harder to derail it. It will be harder to um, uh, get a change, of course. Now is when they are officially inviting us to comment on the course itself. How different is this from the progressive attempt to begin alcohol prohibition, you know, uh, decades ago? Well, there's something fascinating and new about what they're doing on salt because generally prohibition of things in the past has been, uh, as the name implies, the prohibition of something that you're not supposed to have at all, rather than the fine-tuning of something that admittedly you are supposed to have some of, because they acknowledge that uh, people will go on and should go on eating salt. If you do away with too much of it, you actually get sick. Uh, But the idea is that uh, they can knock us down from uh, 2,500 to 1,500 milligrams or from 3,000 to 2,200 uh, and to do that, uh, they will make all sorts of decisions that you know, perhaps our mothers made for us when we were growing up, but not simply on-off decisions about uh, whether or not uh, alcoholic beverages should be sold. So it, if you thought prohibition was uh, you know, an ambitious intervention, uh, this in some ways is even more ambitious. Because it's tweaking, it's it's making minor changes that are far more pervasive? It, they're more pervasive, and they are arrogating to the government more of the uh, trade-offs, which we, again, we used to think that we had a right to make ourselves or, or, or for our families about um, how important is taste, how important is it that you could always eat less of something rather than uh, having to have the recipe redone to make it taste less good. Um, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, my way of, of approaching the problem of potato chips is to eat uh, only five of them instead of uh, eating 10 of them that don't really taste very good. But they're going to make that decision for us. When economists are asked for this kind of information, um, they often include the trade-off, that is to say, or offsetting behavior. You know, How are people going to change their behavior in response to this? 
and the response in many sometimes is, is worse. It will sometimes be worse. And certainly, so long as there are very salty foods out there, uh, people who want a hit of that for whatever reason, people whose tastes are, are used to it, can simply shift from one thing to another. I mean, let's say that they admit that pretzels are meant to have lots of salt on the outside, so they don't do anything about pretzels. So people shift to pretzels from uh, potato chips or, or whatever. And the FDA itself admits in the Federal Register that uh, although taste is the main thing, uh, salt is tremendously important. Uh, on several other dimensions in most foods. In the first place, it is the number one thing that keeps food from spoiling. And so it becomes a uh, public health trade-off. Uh, there will very much be cases of food poisoning, as well as, of course, tons and tons of spoilage and, and stuff having to be thrown out early uh, because of uh, forced reductions in the amount of salt in food. So um, spoilage is uh, one issue. Simply texture, uh, there's lots of salt in bread. And one reason is that it affects the texture. You try to make bread without enough salt in it, and it becomes different uh, uh, kind of animal, generally less appealing for most people uh, as, as far as how, how it tastes in the mouth or feels in the mouth. Low sodium has been emblazoned on products for decades now. People generally know the, the price they're paying when they consume a lot of salt as well. What's the, how do you make the argument for well, how, how do they make the argument for, yeah. for this kind of regulation? Well, people are not making the decisions that they view as wise decisions. And you can see this. The most famous case, I think, was with Campbell's, which rolled out a line of low-sodium soups. And uh, then a few months ago, uh, rather shamefacedly, admitted that they just weren't selling and it was going to reformulate the recipes and, I believe, add quite a bit of salt back into them. They were still going to be healthier, but uh, they were uh, conceding that the consumer was king. And that's something that the FDA, being part of the government, doesn't feel it has to concede. Walter Olson is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.